Today's show is sponsored by Stamps.com. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office. Go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, enter our code LAST to get a four-week trial plus free postage and digital scale. Hiring is challenging, especially with everything else you have to consider today. But there's one place where hiring is simple, fast, and smart, and that place is ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash real. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-E-A-L. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week. Real life. Which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Bethke, and I'm so excited today because I have a very special guest. Her name is Jody Burnt, and she has written Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. And she's written lots of others, but this one recently um, came out with the 20th year edition, and it is so good. It's my second time reading it through, praying through it, and I just love it so much. I had to get on the phone with her and introduce you guys to her if you don't know her and just talk about prayer and motherhood and what it looks like to pray the scriptures for your children. So Jody, thank you so much for being on today. Alyssa, thank you so, so much. What a, a treat it is to get to finally connect. I feel like we've been messaging back and forth and I just have grown to really love you and your family. And it's just a joy to be able to talk today. Mm, thank you. Okay. So Jody, first tell us how many kids you have, where you live. Tell us a little about yourself for those um, who maybe don't know about you or are really new to hearing about you. Okay. Um, I have been married for 35 years to my college sweetheart, Robbie, and we both went to the University of Virginia and we had four children, uh, all of whom are now adults. So I have um, two married kids and two engaged kids and a grand baby girl that is due really any day now. So we are kind of moving into the next phase of parenting life. And I look back with great fondness on the season that I see you in right now. Um, It's just super fun to have kids running around, although I know it's super wearying as well. (laughs) Oh, well, congratulations. I bet you guys are just so excited. We really are. Everybody says being a grandparent is just the best thing. And I don't see how it could possibly live up to the hype. But all my friends who are there already have told me that it really does. So I can't wait. Oh, and does um, do they live close by you? Yes. Yeah, real close. So um, and we're very close to the beach. And so uh, you would love this because my daughter who is pregnant has been out surfing with her baby bump (laughs) out on the board, just, you know, longboarding and loving it. So raising this little girl right even before she's met the rest of us. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. So Jody, tell us about, um, tell us a little about when your kids were young, you have four kids. So four is a full house. Um, what your, you know, what was motherhood like in those early years and what led you to write this book? 
Well, um, I really did love early years of parenting. Teenage years were harder for me. I always think I had more physical strength than maybe emotional strength. So, um, you know, I didn't mind lugging all the kids around. We moved a ton when my uh, kids were little. My husband's job took us all over the country and, you know, I'd pile them all into the grocery cart because we rarely had babysitting money to spare. We wanted to hoard it for a date night, not for me to run errands. And so, you know, people would walk by and wonder if the baby could breathe under all that macaroni and cheese that I'd piled on top of her. So you know, it was a very uh, a chaotic several years because they, they were all four of them born within a six year span. Um, but you know what you do, you have to do, right? If you're not living near mm-hmm. family. And um, so it was, it was great. Um, I had always been a praying mom. I grew up in a home where people did believe in the Lord and the power of prayer. But I will tell you, my prayers when my kids were little got a little bit um, routine or maybe even dull. Um, That's awful to say about prayer, isn't it? But I just sort of felt like um, I ran out of material besides, you know, help them, bless them, make them feel better if they're sick or help them do well on their spelling test or those kind of things. And I have nothing against the help me prayers or help them prayers. I think they are perfectly legitimate and God hears those cries. But um, uh, somewhere along the line, and I think it may have been when I began praying with a group called Moms in Prayer, some of your listeners may be familiar with that, but they love to use scripture as sort of a launching pad for prayer so that you read a verse that you know, says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. That's Psalm 56, three. And to just say, okay, Lord, when my child is afraid or nervous or anxious, help them put their trust in you. And so when I started kind of using God's word to animate my words, they got a lot more interesting, a lot more creative. Prayer became a lot more fun for me. And I began to see God moving in some really powerful and encouraging ways. Um, just his promises are so true and so faithful and so life-giving and so hopeful. And even though they weren't all answered right away, they really gave me kind of an anchor, a place to put my hope and my confidence. Um, so that's kind of how I got started praying scripturally. And, and your listeners might think, what is this praying the scriptures? All that is is a fancy way of saying reading a, a promise or a verse in the Bible and personalizing it by putting the name of somebody you're praying for, your child, your spouse, your friend, right in there and asking um, God to fulfill that in their life. And it's something that for me um, comes out of John 15, where Jesus says to his disciples and to all of us, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And I first read that and I thought, oh my gosh, that sounds like a late night infomercial, you know, some sort of magic name it, claim it guarantee that just because you slap a Bible verse on something, you know, God has to do it. But the more I sat with that and the more I practiced it, the more I realized what Jesus is saying is that, hey, the more you dig into me, dig into my word, let the stuff that you read in there shape how you think about things and shape your desires the more the things that you're longing for, the more your prayers are going to line up with what God already wants to do, what he wants to accomplish. So I look at the Bible as not something to read as much as something to pray as sort of a conversation with God. I love that. That is just <laughs> that's so... A, that's an awful lot right off the top of the podcast, isn't it? No, hey, how you doing? You know, what you eat for lunch today? We just jump right in. <laughs> I love it. That's I'm Small talk is hard for me. So I'm like, let's just give me all the meat. (laughs) 
Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to one of the speak sponsors. That's stamps.com. I think they're in the running for the one of our longest sponsors. We love stamps.com. Um, and even more so with all the craziness of this year from home and stuff like that. Now, this holiday season, more people are mailing stuff than ever before. Holiday season is the big mail season, but that means the post office is also going to be crazy and busy and a lot of people don't love going out as much anymore, etc. Nobody got time for that. The cool part about stamps is they bring the post office um, services and UPS shipping right to your computer um, and your office. So basically anything you do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com on stamps.com. So again, they bring all the U.S. postal service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must have for any business, whether you're a small office doing invoices, online seller, big warehouse, you can do U.S. postage 24 seven for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. And you get five cents off every first class stamp and 40% off priority mail. So you just get a lot of discounts and it's really just a win, win, win. So again, don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for stamps.com instead, and there's no risk. So with the promo code LASTS, L-A-S-T-S, you get a special offer that includes four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. So again, just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in LASTS. That's stamps.com and enter LASTS. So, okay, even as you're talking, I'm thinking, wow, I'm so encouraged by just how... God's word flows off your lips. Like it is, it is, you can tell your heart treasures God's word. So when your kids were little, did that look like, what did that practically play out to be? Like, was it time in the word every morning and you would pray those scriptures? Did you have prayer cards all over your house? Like how, or was it like memorizing scripture? And as you did that, you prayed over your kids. I would just love to hear the practical Yes. Um, Well, you know, I think just like a lot of things, some things are easier for some people than for others. Like I stink at technology, but words are kind of easier for me. Um, So I I don't want anybody to beat themselves up if they if they have a hard time with it. But I do think scripture memory is possible for all of us. And I think it's super possible for our kids. My children, I think that when it hit me that they could start learning the Bible was when one of them repeated like the entire prologue to the Disney animated movie, Beauty and the Beast, word for word. And I thought, okay, you've watched that movie more than a few times. And you can tell me that he handed her a single rose, you know, or whatever the <laughs> words were that And I thought you can certainly learn a few Bible verses. So I did what probably every mom does and stuck them on the refrigerator. You know, we had little star charts for what you could memorize. And, uh, you know, it was fits and starts. They would get some and then lose some. I'll never forget one day just it was mayhem at our house. Um, I think I couldn't find the cat. And finally, one of the daughters, one of my daughters opened the refrigerator and said, Mom, you know, she's in the orphanage. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, we're playing orphanage and the cat's in the fridge and this is not going well. And and I just was in a I'm not proud of this mommy moment. But in my frustration, I kind of said, come on, can somebody just give me a Bible verse, any Bible verse that you've remembered that you've learned, you know, just hoping something stuck. And our youngest son, he looked at me and he goes, um, don't slip. And I thought, are you kidding? And before I could say anything, he looked and goes, wait, 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 maybe that's a pool rule. And I thought, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, we are failing, but really don't slip, I think is in the Bible. There's a verse about him not letting our feet slip. So I came upon that and I thought, well, okay, I'll give him partial credit. But yeah, so we did have kind of, um, memory verses weekly. I'd put things by my kids' beds on their bedside table. Mm. You know, I tuck them into their lunch boxes to the point where they would probably tell you that they felt like it was all the time. You know, I think it's Deuteronomy 
um, might be Deuteronomy 6, where, where God says, you know, teach them to your children, talk about them when you get up, talk about them when you lie down, when you're walking on the street, all telling us how to talk about his commands. And my kids would probably, especially during the teenage years, look at you and go, oh yeah, that's my mom all the time talking about him. But I'll tell you, um, I was at a speaking engagement in Connecticut last year, and my daughter, who lives in New York City, was able to join me there. And during the Q&A, somebody said, well, I've got a question for your daughter. And here she is, you know, 25, 26 years old. And I thought, oh, this has never happened. And But she jumped up and she grabbed the mic and they said, what was it like growing up with, you know, all those Bible verses and a mom who was always praying for you? Did you like it? And I thought, this is going to be interesting. And she said, um, she said, you know, it just felt like a lot. She goes, because my mom was praying about everything. Like we would go into the mall to find a new pair of jeans and she would just ask God to provide all our needs, you know, supply all our needs. And and she said, it just felt, again, like a lot. And I thought, uh-oh, um, where's this going to go? And she said, but I'll tell you, for my siblings and me, it really took the mystery out of prayer to be able mm-hmm. to just watch mom sort of doing it day in and day out about the big things and the little things, making it natural. And so I was so blessed and gratified to hear an adult child. I'd never asked her how, what she felt. I would never have asked her if the audience member hadn't said that. But to just hear hers, her take saying, yeah, we might have rolled our eyes when we were teenagers and we might not have even remembered it when we were little. But looking back as adults, we can say this modeling really helped us not be afraid to approach God on our own for our own needs and just talk to him like mm-hmm. our heavenly father. So I was, I was super happy to hear that. I love that. So did you pray a lot out loud? Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of did. I mean, it, it sounds like not big, long, fancy prayers, you know, more like Lord Jesus help give us wisdom here or, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. And certainly as they were walking out the door, you know, when they were really little, our family devotions didn't look very holy at all. Like you would never put us on an ad for Christian family because it would be, the bus would be rumbling up the street and someone would hear it and yell bus and everybody would be grabbing their shoes and their backpacks and stuffing lunches in the permission slips and running out the door. And I'd be kind of saying a scripture prayer over them, you know, may, may you take refuge in the Lord today and be glad. May you ever sing for joy, you know, just kind of quoting Psalm five. Um, and they'd be walking out the door. And as they got older and able to manage their morning time a little better and their schedules and be responsible, I could say, okay, you know, be down here at whatever time. Um, cause <laughs> breakfast is served and, and so they could show up and have a little bit more there. Um, and people always say, okay, what's your favorite way to do family devotions? And for me there, we tried every, every book, every, you know, game, everything you can think of. Um, but two things I feel like I really liked. One is just scripture to just read even the smallest little bit to just say, okay, read this little excerpt from the Psalms or from John or whatever. Hey kids, what do you think that means? What do you think it might mean to you today? You know, super short, nothing intimidating. And then the other thing we like to do, I call the happy hope game. And that is a kind of not too holy sounding way to do praise requests and or praise reports and prayer requests. Because if you say, who's got a praise report, you know, and your kid has a friend over from school, they're going to be like, what is a praise report? You know, but if you say, <laughs> what's something that you're happy about that happened today? And they can tell you, and and then you can say either out loud or just in your head. And for me, a lot of times I would write it down later in my prayer journal when the kids weren't even looking to just say, okay, Lord, I praise you because this, 
or, you know, what are you hoping will happen this week? And that's a prayer request. Well, I hope I make the field hockey team. I could just take that to the Lord then and, and either in the moment with the kids pray it, or if it didn't seem like the right time, or again, they had friends over that would have thought it was strange and it would have made my kids feel awkward as teens or something. I could just take it back to my own prayer journal later and say, Lord, you know, our guest at dinner tonight was hoping to make the field hockey team. Would you give her favor? Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I liked that happy hope game. I love that. I love all those little practicals too, because I think a lot of people, it can be intimidating. They want, women want to be moms of prayer. And I think that's one of our biggest roles that we have. And prayer is such a um, like vital thing as a Christian. And then of course we want to have family devotions, but sometimes it can just feel like, wow, I don't know where to start or it's chaotic and my kids are making all these sounds and it's like, how do we even do it? So I love how you just made it so right. simple and bite sized and like, this is what it looked like when they were this age. And this is how we yeah. did it when we had friends over who didn't know the Lord and our kids might've felt awkward and, um, but still yeah. constantly having those rhythms and pouring into them in yeah, that way. I, I don't want anybody listening to feel like, um, they've blown it because they haven't done it. Maybe their kids are older and they didn't start doing that. You know, a, it's never too late. Um, and, and I tell you, I speak all over the country and women come up to me and they're in their sixties and seventies. And they say, you know, I've been in the church all my life and I never really knew how to pray out loud in front of anybody or with anybody, you know, they pray in their heart quietly, but people kind of think, okay, that's what, you know, the varsity Christians do. That's what the ministers (laughs) do, the, uh, the, the professional preachers. And yet, uh, you know, God is so desirous of that intimacy with us and just says, Hey, just, just talk to me. So, um, I just hope people will take him up on his invitation. But another thing too, for younger moms, I think we can get really weary. Um, I know I did it. Like I said, it was physically exhausting. Um, and I didn't have a lot of childcare help or anything. Um, and the kids, obviously one of the reasons I liked having four kids was that somebody was always misbehaving, but somebody was always behaving. So that was always nice to have someone to be happy about. Um, But that's so true. I think we can get um, discouraged and tired and weary, or especially if we're praying about something and, and the needle's not moving. I had a son who had a really hard time with self-control. He's a great athlete. So he could hit things really well, um, whether it was a ball or or a classmate, you know, and that was a, a hard thing to parent when he was young. Mm-hmm. And I got, I just got, I got sad and discouraged and weary and thinking, Lord, you know, what's going to become of this young man or this boy? And that's where having friends to come alongside you that you can confide in and say, look, I just need you to hold up my arms, hold up my family in prayer. I love the idea of having someone. And Jesus says, Matthew 18, 20, he says, you know, where two or more are gathered, there I am with them. And So when we have a prayer partner friend, that is just inviting Jesus right into that prayer circle, into that mix. And, you know, uh, our friend may do it for us for a season and we may need to come along and lift up their arms, you know, the next week, the next month, because we all go through those, those hard times. And I know that was huge for me, having friends who would come alongside. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to have one of the sponsors, and that is ZipRecruiter. Now, I don't know about you guys, but we have a lot of freelancers. We have a lot of people that work for us. We do a lot of contract work, etc. And this year specifically, just with the craziness of it, never having to be flexible and different needs, um, hiring has become even more challenging, I think, more unique. 
um, and just more difficult. And the cool part is that ZipRecruiter helps with that. So again, if you're in charge of hiring for your business, these pivots have made your job even more challenging, just like we said with us. And so there's one place you can always count on to make hiring faster and easier, and that's ZipRecruiter. And we want to hook you up, by the way, too. So if you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash real, um, you can try it for free. But Here's how it works. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job boards with just one click. And again, their powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and invites them to apply. So it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day, which is awesome. So you can see for yourself right now, try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash real. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash real, R-E-A-L. So again, let ZipRecruiter take hiring off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. Um, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash real. Yes. And I love that you mentioned that. I really wanted to talk more about that because um, you mentioned the moms in prayer group and then also having a friend that prayed with you. And I feel like um, I've even had moments in my mothering where I'm really struggling with a child or um, struggling to even see them how the Lord sees them. And then my friend, I'll confide in that and a friend will just like spew off all these things of what they see in my child. And it's so encouraging. Like, oh, I thank you. I just need fresh eyes to see my child the way God does. And so, um, and I think as you're right, as moms, it can be so wearying. And I think it's really important to have a woman to walk alongside to pray for our children. Um, So can you talk a little more about that, of how maybe if someone doesn't have that, how they can... um, get that and like more just maybe how it morphed <laughs> yeah. through the years, different that's seasons. A, that's a great question. And I, I want to um, remind me that you just asked, how do you find that person? But I want to go back too to something you just said about how, how God sees your child or, or you might only see. And, you know, every attribute or gift our child, our children have has a positive side and kind of what I like to, you know, call maybe a negative side, like, one mm-hmm. of our children was super organized and that was great. You know, she would lay her clothes out at night before school the next day and even label them on top. Like she'd lay out the whole outfit like a dead body on the floor or something. And then she'd put a little <laughs> note on the top that would just say, pull your socks all the way up to your knees, you know, making sure she'd do it right. And so that was great. And to this day, like if we travel, she would hold our passports, but she also could be kind of bossy or impatient with somebody who was not quite as squared away or organized. Mm-hmm. And so when I would see that, I, I, you know, I would have to say, Lord, help her to be, to use that organization and that kind of squared awayness for your glory and temper the part mm. that could be impatient or not as grace filled. Um, you know, and, and just another child was um, super bold, which is awesome in evangelism. You know, when she was in first grade, she would let you know, if you didn't believe in Jesus, that you were going to hell. And I just thought, <laughs> okay, Lord. That's so great that she just loves you and wants people to be saved. But can you please give her a little bit of gentleness and some mercy and grace and and patience to come alongside people? And he Mm. really did that as well. You know, it it wasn't Mm. instantaneous, but so you can rejoice in the trait that is um, that is good, but also not be too discouraged when the negative side of that trait comes out. And I love what you said that your friend would come alongside and say, yeah, this is what I see. I think as moms, we can say, Lord, 
here's what I see and it's not looking really great. Would you show me what you see? And he will show us the positive sides of the things that he's planted in our kids and how Mm. the stubborn kid is going to be able to resist peer pressure. I had one of those. It was the hardest Mm. of all my children to parent. I thought I'd pull my hair out, but she grew up to be the teen that didn't always have to follow the crowd. So Mm. there's good in it all. But, okay, and I feel like I'm talking way too much because I want to hear from you too, but you oh, said- Oh, no, not at find... all. I'm like, oh, it's, I, I need like another hour with you. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just come to Hawaii. That would be great. Yes. Um, so, you know, like I said, we moved a lot and um, I never knew people in the town we would be moving to. I would find babysitters by going to church and looking up on the stage. And if there was some young looking girl who seemed to have a pulse and, and some joy, I would ask her <laughs> if she babysat afterwards. Um, but I would also ask God to give me, you know, a pray, a praying friend. And I laugh. I have a dear friend to this day. She's one of my closest friends, but I met her, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, I was sitting a few rows behind her in church, our first visit to a new church in a new town. And the first thing I noticed was her outfit. And I thought, wow, you know, she looks pretty cute. And I thought, okay, that seems kind of shallow that I'd pick my prayer partner based on an outfit, but it is a cute <laughs> skirt. And then I kind of watched her during the service and um, she was taking notes. And I thought, oh, she's taking notes on the sermon. I like that. She has an interest in God's word and she's recording that. And then of all things, it happened to be the day that her child was being baptized. And so, you know, they, her family got up and she went to the front and I liked her child's name. It was Tillman Elizabeth. And I thought, what a pretty name that is. So I thought, Lord, I think she would be, you know, the cute skirt girl who's taken notes and has the daughter getting baptized. She seems like a good <laughs> prayer partner. And dag on it, if I didn't, you know, kind of stalk her a little and make friends with her. And, and I asked her if she had anybody to pray with, because our kids seem to be about the same age. You know what she said? She said, I can't believe you asked me that because I've been asking God to give me someone to pray with. Mm. And I just, you know, she said, I know you're new in town and yeah, I'd I'd love to get to know you and I'd love to pray together. And so I think that when we say to the Lord, hey, open my eyes to the people around me, it might be one person, it might be two or three, and just invite somebody. They can always say no, but I think a lot of people want to be invited and want to be asked Mm -hmm. and maybe you never know who's waiting for someone to say, would you like to just get together and pray? So, right. And I'll tell you, you mentioned, you mentioned Moms in Prayer. If folks want resources, um, momsinprayer.org has a whole lot of, uh, of free stuff on their website. Or um, jodyburnt.com, my own website. I love to make prayer super easy and super doable, especially for young, busy moms. And so I've got on there like free ca- prayer calendars you can download and just have a verse a day that you'll pray over your child or little bedside prayer cards that you can print and put on your, your child's pillow, bunch of things like that. So just to, just to make it doable. I love that. I love those um, tangible ways. And I think it is so true. I think a lot of times we want to be the ones asked where um, really, and then nothing happens (laughs) when really it's like, who can we be a friend to? Who can we ask to pray for with Um, taking that leap of faith to ask and risk, risk asking someone. Um, Okay. So we have to wrap up, but a couple of things to end off. I would love to hear um, if you have like an encouraging word or what would you tell a young mom today? Um, Or like maybe your younger mom self, um, mm-hmm. now that your kids are older and you're becoming a grandma, just, you know, how, yeah, but you would tell your younger self. And then also, um, would love to hear just maybe how you've grown 
in prayer through the years, how it's kind of morphed or how the Lord's met you in it. Um, Because I think it is a habit we get into the more we practice. It's a practice. And so um, I would love to just hear more about that. Uh, Great questions. Really great questions. All your questions are so great. Um, So what I would probably tell my younger self is that prayer is really the best gift we can give our kids. I think that I know I wanted to provide every good thing for them, whether it was, you know, a soccer camp or a ballet lesson, or even just learning to say please and thank you to an adult or or any of that. And you just want to give your kids um, so many good things. We all do. And yet there are things that only God can provide in their character and in their um, spiritual growth and their life. And even in their friendships, you know, we can't, go into the classroom and make their friends for them. But we can ask God to do that, to say, surround them with friends who will sharpen them as iron sharpens iron, you know, that prayer out of Proverbs. And so I think that we can provide so much for our kids through prayer. Uh, I love how Watchman Nee put it. He was the Chinese um, Christian tortured, imprisoned for his faith. But he said, you know, when we pray, we lay down the tracks so the locomotive of God's power can come through. And I think as moms, we put things on ourselves thinking we have to do the providing, we have to do the arranging, we have to do the setting up the success. You know, we think we're so um, sovereign in our kids' lives, but we're not. You know, that's that's what God is. And yet we open the door to all of the things he wants to provide in our kids' lives when we pray. And we also, in letting our children know that we're praying for them, we teach them that, uh, you know, we're not the be-all, end-all. We are mm-hmm. fallible. Um, and we just need to, uh, depend on him and that teaches them to grow up and depend on him. So, so that would be what I'd tell my younger self is, is, Hey, prayer is the best thing you can give your kids and, and an ability to look beyond you as the mom or the dad to provide and to look to the Lord. Um, as to how my, um, as to how my own prayer life has grown or developed, I would love to say that after praying for my kids for 30 years and just being a, um, a Christian on my own, I accepted Christ when I was eight. So I've been, uh, you know, walking with him for, for 50 years. Um, I would love to say that, golly, I've really learned how to trust him. Um, but every time a new thing comes up, I find myself having to go back again and, you know, screw my courage to the sticking place, as they say, to say, you know what, God, I got to stick it back on there and trust you all over again, because I know you were faithful to me last week, but right now my worries or my anxieties are creeping up. And that is getting easier, you know, the middle of the night when you wake up and think, oh no, what if, Um, the older I get, the easier it's getting for me to say, you know what, the Lord is in control. He was faithful to you before. He'll be faithful to you again. Um, But I don't think we ever quite master that. And maybe God doesn't let us master it because he wants us to be coming to him, sharing our hearts, our concerns, our anxieties, our, our worries, our fears, and climbing into his lap and letting him comfort us, just like we love to do that with our own children. So I think he's all about that relationship. Yes. Yes and amen. <laughs> like <that's> <laughs> oh, it's so true. And I think, um, you know, I think sometimes I can get so frustrated by my limitations or my weaknesses, but that's what the Lord uses to remind me that I need him every day. We need him. And I'm so excited to be where you are now and years ahead and just 
have grown in my friendship with the Lord and my relationship with the Lord. But it's also a good reminder being like, oh, I'll still need him just as much, if not more, (laughs) you know, when I'm a grandma. And so, um, okay, Jody, this, so where can people also, you've written nine books. Is that right? Yes. But the first several, um, were about financial planning. I wrote them for other people and, um, I really am not very good at that. So maybe we don't, maybe we just gloss over all that money stuff. And, um, I mean, I think it's important and I really think it's important to teach our kids, you know, the saving, the tithing there. And in fact, I put chapters on those things in the book because I laugh, but it, but I did learn a lot when I was writing those books. And I think financial management is a huge thing for our children to learn early. And that Mm -hmm. blessing of giving is just fabulous. Um, but so yeah, the, the books that are more recent are mostly about praying, praying the scriptures right. for your children, for your teens and for your adult children, because um, I just need to pray at every stage. And if people haven't seen the books, they are, I interviewed people to say, okay, what would you like God to do for your family if you could ask him to do one thing? And I took kind of the top 20 or 25 answers people gave me and shaped them into the table of contents. So you can look at the book and read it straight through. And there's a study guide available on my website. Um, or you can say, you know, my child just really needs kindness and compassion. I'm, not, I'm seeing that lacking. And you go and you read that chapter and pray the prayers at the end. Because each chapter ends with about a dozen scripture prayers that you just put your kid's name in the blank. And you've got them right there for you to pray. Mm-hmm. I, and I, guys, seriously, I love this book so much. Um, and I love the new anniversary edition. I feel like it's just so beautiful, but it really has been so encouraging me. And I think the other day I was reading about um, the servant heart and I was so convicted as a mom, like, wow, of course I'm going to pray this for my children, but I need to grow so much at having a servant heart with gladness. And so um, I can't recommend it enough. So where can people find you and where can they find your books? Um, let's see, find me at jodyburnt.com. If people like social media, I'm probably most active on Instagram, Jody underscore burnt, um, B-E-R-N-D-T. And in fact, when Thanksgiving comes around, I'm going to start doing a 31 day sort of Insta story prayer challenge with some prayer card giveaways. So that'll be fun. Um, but the books are anywhere books are sold. If folks like to order from Amazon or Christian book, or they can get them off my website, wherever, wherever people find books, you can find the Praying the Scriptures series. Okay. And guys, this truly would be like the best Christmas gift for all mamas or parents. It's so good. Jody. thank you so much for being on today. This was so encouraging. Thank you. And Lord bless you. And I'll just close with my favorite Psalm. Um, says, may the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children. That's from Psalm 115. Amen. Thanks, Jody. Thank you.